Are you listening to this episode on Himalaya? If you are, congratulations, because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. If you're not, you're missing out. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya is designed with you in mind and has tons of cool features like curated, shareable playlists and collections made just for you, along with personalized recommendations to help with content discovery. And the best part is, it's super easy to use. It's definitely my favorite listening app, and I'm sure it'll be yours too. So do yourself a favor, download Himalaya today, and be sure to follow Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries once you're there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 163 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Monday, November 4th, 2019. And uh, yeah, here we are again on a Monday. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that's my fault, just because that is the de facto thing to say nowadays. Um, You know, what can I say, folks? When you're in a famous touring band and you're playing places exotic as Newport Ritchie, Florida, um, at a church recreation room, three hours away from Jacksonville, your hometown, and you make $30, you know, when when you're living that kind of lifestyle, you're just kind of grabbing life by the balls and you don't have time for a podcast that has a couple thousand listeners You'd much rather play at the church rec room for 10 people, maybe? So yeah, that's what what uh, that's what the lateness is all about this week. Does any of that sound exciting to you, Mike? Uh, you know, it depends. It depends on, you know, what kind of crowd you got. If Mike, you got 10 the, rowdy uh, people. the correct answer was no, Josh. That does not <laughs> sound know. exciting. Uh, I know. Why are you wasting your time doing this? <laughs> but hey, you know, we can't all... Can't all guess right the first time. He's chasing the impossible dream. It's not impossible, goddammit. It's just improbable. <laughs> Mission improbable. Can you imagine that series of movies? <laughs> well, that's kind of what... That's honestly kind of what the Mission Impossible series of films is anyway. It's not really Mission Impossible, because they always get get the mission accomplished by the end of the movie. So it's really Mission Improbable. <laughs> Mission, not very likely, but there is a chance. Yeah, You're telling that, me there's a chance? <laughs> you know, that's in the marketing world, you know, that's when you that's when you kind of add, yeah. add some pizzazz to a movie title, and, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being, like, making the nerds happy with, like, well, actually, it's not Mission Impossible, it's more like Mission Improbable. Instead of making the nerds happy, you, you kind of go with the sizzle, you know, Mission Impossible. Well, I know. I, I get it. I know. I, I know. understand. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, fuck, I'm slapping around your tallywhacker, Mike. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I love how you're just like, I'm just fucking with you, but then like you decided to go with tallywhacker instead, because I guess you thought, oh, that's a little bit too much of a cliche. Yeah, well, let's go, that's let's ra- go with tallywhacker. That's exactly right. I'm not, I'm not a man <laughs> of cliches. I'm not going to sit here and say some bullshit that our fine audience has heard other podcasts say 5 million times i'm going to i'm going to switch it up i'm going to see you know how high i can raise the cringe factor on this podcast <laughs> uh, the cringe factor uh, has been very high in the past on here with me and the things that uh-huh. i've said 
And, yeah. uh, you know, Mike's like the nice glass of lukewarm water that that cleanses your palate <laughs> after my cringy ass, you know, cold lotion on your back or whatever I'm trying to say. Mike, how's your week been, man? Yeah, it's been all right. Just been uh, dealing with this stupid cold or sinus infection. So it's I'm, I'm doing better now. I'm just dealing with the uh, lingering bullshit that comes with the cold or your sinuses being fucked up, you know. I don't know what's worse, like the initial symptoms or the days of just crap in your throat and being a little bit stuffed up. Because it's just like you're not quite 100% and and you can feel it and it, you're experiencing that and it's irritating because you're like, why isn't this gone already? Like This is just fucking stupid. What's great is when you get that nagging phlegm in your yes. sinus that just won't yeah. come out. Uh-huh. And it just kind of hovers between your throat and your nose. Yeah. And there's like yeah. nothing you can do to get it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, thankfully <laughs> thankfully that doesn't happen. That's not happening to me currently, but who's to say who's to say it won't happen to me <laughs> at some point? Because I have the most bitch ass sinuses in the world, I want to say. <laughs> I'll just randomly start sneezing for no reason, at least, I don't know, 10 times a day. Do you have a light sensitivity? Because apparently that's the thing. People really? have a light sensitivity. So if they get like exposed to like direct sunlight or bright light sometimes, they sneeze. You know, you made me pause there for a second because a weird thing has happens to me when I wake up. And uh, the whole night I sleep no problem. And as soon as I wake up, and open my eyes, not five or ten minutes later, I start sneezing and my nose starts running. So I, maybe I do have a light sensitivity. Yeah. And I'm, my nose just sucks. It's sensitive to everything. You know, I mean, just, uh, it's annoying. And I hate when people say bless you because it's like, no, please don't. Don't acknowledge what I just did. <laughs> Ignore it. Act like it didn't happen because so many more are coming. And even if yeah. they didn't, even if that was the only sneeze I was going to have, What's the point of saying something? What's the point of acknowledging it? That's like, uh, I don't know, like, if you did something embarrassing in public and everyone like it, or someone acknowledged it, you know, it's like, just ignore it. You know, not saying sneezing yeah. is embarrassing, but it's, you know, uh-huh. you're, you're making a loud, sudden noise in public. It's just kind of... I mean, it's not as embarrassing as, you know, ripping ass in public, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely done that a few times, you know, but in... But that would be like, yeah, you know, like, oh, excuse you or bless you, you know, if as soon as you fucking just rip a nasty one, you know, in the library, no one would, everyone would ignore it. Well, probably because they'd be so goddamn confused that you decided to break that social contract. Like, did this motherfucker, does he understand that this is like really like a faux pas that you don't do? And anyway, this is a podcast about un, un, unexplained mysteries and, um, I don't know, all things true crime at this point and paranormal. It's kind of a catch-all. So, and speaking of true crime, uh, we mentioned this guy in the last podcast, and we decided, all right, let's let's, uh, dig deep and cover this case. The case of the Craigslist killer. Yes, and for those of you out there, and there might be a few, whether you're really old or really young, who don't know what Craigslist is... uh, it's basically uh, people who really, really liked the operating system of uh, Windows Internet Explorer in the year 1995 and wanted to preserve it for future generations to see 
what the internet looked like 30 years ago. So if you yeah, go to, it still looks really dated. So if you go to craigslist.org, you can see what every website looked like 30 years ago. Um, but no, besides that, it's like a class of, it's an internet classifieds ad bulletin board, etc. I've purchased a lot of things off of Craigslist. Have you ever done any business on Craigslist, Mike? Yeah, I mean, in the past, I remember I got a laptop in Oklahoma City from Craigslist. Um, I've gotten some VHS tapes from Craigslist. Um, I haven't really, I haven't really seen a whole lot lately. Yeah, it's been, it's definitely especially the type of stuff that I'm looking for. I get more of my uh, deals for movies and stuff through uh, a Facebook group of collectors. So that's really where I get more of my my deals for that kind of stuff. I I can't even remember the last time I even saw anything on Craigslist when I'm searching that was like, oh, that... And then there's some stuff where I'm like, oh, that might be good, but then it's like, I didn't have the money, or I was just like, eh, I don't want to pay that much. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the direction that we're heading in, like, as a society, is I think, I think we're moving over towards, you know, Facebook and kind of uh, more like... Yeah, so Facebook Marketplace or something. Social yeah. media, like, marketplaces, because it, it does feel safer. You, you see the person's profile picture. Uh-huh. You can kind of, like, you know, quickly, like, vet their profile and make sure they don't have, yeah. you know, a cover photo of a bunch of bodies hanging from meat hooks in a basement <laughs> somewhere, you know? Like, you can do a quick little once-over and be like, all right, this person belongs uh-huh. to the Moose Lodge, you know? He's probably not going to, like, you know, stab me in the, you know, ass cheek or something with a butcher <laughs> knife. So uh, I've actually bought a lot of things off Craigslist in the past, and I've sold a lot of things off of Craigslist, mm-hmm. and every fucking time I had someone... Were you the one that was did a video where you were talking about you got, like, a good deal on oh, games I got a Craigslist? sick... I got a legendary haul yeah. off of Craigslist one time. It was, like, too good to be true. This, like this huge lot of like really good retro gaming goodies of uh various genres and various controllers and amiibos still in their box and just all this other kinds of crazy uh crazy stuff that i got at a really low price so but yeah those deals like they're near impossible now to find you're not i mean a lot of that stuff too People know to check Craigslist for stuff now, so I th- think you probably have to get up pretty early in the morning to check uh-huh. check it to get the best deals. Yeah, because yeah. by the time I check it at night, man, it's already been picked clean. And uh-huh. you know, anyway, and they used to have uh, a-, a casual encounter section. Um, then this, uh, in, when the Craigslist killer was out doing his thing, they actually called it like erotic encounters, and then they changed it to adult encounters or something or and then they eventually changed it to like casual encounters and that's where essentially that sounds worse yeah i mean it was essentially people looking for sex and they had it up, up on there and uh i didn't see a problem with it uh you know if it's two consenting adults you know whatever well, yeah exactly yeah but they took it off and it is no longer under the um the services or the community uh-huh. so now it's just literally um message boards and for sale but yeah in discussion forums but what like what kind of loser is going to post in a craigslist discussion <laughs> forum exactly like they have one here on like religion i'm just checking it right now like it's fucking hilarious dude like uh, anyway i'm getting off track but uh yeah that's craigslist yeah. 
Well, I mean, also, uh, one more Craigslist-related thing. I mean, when I think of Craigslist, uh, of course, you know, the Craigslist, Craigslist killer comes to mind, but also the Weird Al uh, song that oh, he did yeah. called Craigslist, yeah, which he... was kind of a parody of uh, The Doors or, you know, music like that, like Jim Morrison. Yeah, he he gives a pretty good breakdown of how Craigslist works if you want to listen to that uh, Weird Al song. <laughs> So, um, before we get into this article from the crimemuseum.org, which is a nice short but sweet rundown of the case, we did watch a kind of a documentary, more of a, uh... This is episode news, of 2020. New, yeah, it's an episode of, uh, yeah, 2020 on, um, it was 48 Hours, actually. Oh, It was well, 48 well, Hours. I get them all confused. Well, yeah, well... The reason why Josh has 2020 on his brain because there was an ad or a 2020 episode autoplayed after the Craigslist killer 48 hours and it was seven it days was of rage infinitely more interesting yeah. than the Craigslist. So that's killer. why that's why that's why it immediately came out uh, from in between his lips is because of the whole. You know, he was more into that. Mike, don't I, you ever talk about what's in between my lips ever again. Okay, that's, I feel very triggered by that. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was a very dry, dull, early 2000s. It wasn't that bad. I mean, you're making it sound I, I, like I it mean, was like one of like the like worst no, it's not one of the worst. I was saying it was dry and it was dull, but it did have some moments. But overall, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a pretty dry, dull watch. I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, man, I thought it was really engaging and, and entertaining. I mean, it was, it was pretty much your standard fare for shows like that at the time. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I would take that over, uh, you know, a bunch of you know, overblown effects and overblown well, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, me too, but there were moments too in this where you're like, I got a little bit of a chuckle because it was that typical early 2000s type of editing. Oh, I, like I got they a big zoomed chuckle. In on that. They zoomed in on, uh, they had a, a, a picture of Philip Markov from like the neck up. And then they zoomed in like three times into his eye, into his eyes. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got a chuckle. Um I guess we'll get to it when we talk about the the uh young lady who was uh murdered. That's mm. not what I was God, I always word things fucked up. That's not what I was chuckling about, but uh we'll I'll, I would I, hope not. I don't want to spoil. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, so that's all I'll say. I'm just going to so, Craigslist is a popular website typically used to buy items or services. However, for Philip Markov, it was a tool that allowed him to commit crimes while living a double life. Philip Markov grew up in a small town in New York where he excelled academically and participated in a variety of student groups and activities, including the National Honor Society. After graduating from high school, he became a pre-med student at the State University of New York's Albany campus. Markov spent a lot of time focusing on his studies and volunteering in the emergency room of the Alpany Medical Center Hospital. In his free time, he enjoyed staying up all night playing poker with friends and had a reputation for being a serious player who did not take losing lightly. Now, I don't know about you, but Markov, doesn't that just sound like a Bond villain? 
He sounds like he sounds like just by I'm not I mean just by his last name sounds like he's up to no good. Well, I think most of the, I mean there was there was a lot of Bond villains that were like Russian, so I mean yeah. probably has something to do with it. But either way, it's it's just one of those things where this guy really was a legitimate supervillain um and a sick fuck. I would say he was kind of an underwhelming villain, honestly. Well, yeah, but but, but even in terms of like how he he completely changed Craigslist for pretty much everyone, really. Like the, everyone, you know, the Craigslist was already kind of shady beforehand, but like when he got involved, like it just took things to a whole new level. So in a lot of ways, you could say maybe he's a supervillain of Craigslist. God. So what a what a di- what a undignified title. Exactly, but that's the thing. You know, there are all different types of supervillains. I mean, there's really like I mean, just supervillain isn't necessarily always like a really great bad guy. So you can have supervillains who are just lame. That reminds I me mean, of uh, this episode of X Men where some mutants were running from uh, some like Sentinels or something. Yeah. And they ran into the back alley and one of the mutants like morphed into a trash can. And I guess that was his power. That's like <laughs> this guy of like serial killers. He's the guy, X-Men that could turn into a trash can of serial killers. <laughs> so um, in 2005, Markov met uh, Megan McAllister while they were volunteering at the hospital. Both were students at SUNY and soon became college sweethearts. Markov graduated in just three years with a bachelor's degree in biology and was accepted into Boston University School of Medicine. McAllister had also planned on attending medical school, but because she was not accepted by the school she wanted to attend, the couple moved to Boston, and Megan put her plans on hold. In 2008, Markov and McAllister were engaged. They had actually set their wedding date for August 14th of 2009. McAllister kept herself busy with her with wedding planning, while Markov attended medical school and frequented casinos, racking up over $130,000 in debt. Wow. That, that is not nothing. But then again, this is kind of confusing because the 48-hour special talked about how that was due to student loans, so I don't know which one it is. In April 2009, Boston police were investigating two separate attacks on women who had advertised erotic services online and had planned to meet their quote-unquote client at a luxury hotel. On April 10, 2009, 29-year-old Trisha Leffler, an escort, was gagged, bound, and robbed at gunpoint at a Weston hotel by a man who who had responded to an ad she placed on Craigslist. Four days later, Julissa Brisman was found murdered in the doorway of her Marriott hotel room. It appeared that she had been trying to fight off her attacker when she was shot multiple times. She had placed an ad on Craigslist offering erotic massage services and had scheduled an appointment to meet a man named Andy, quote-unquote, at her hotel room. Police believed the same attacker was linked to the attempted robbery of uh, Cynthia Melton, an exotic dancer offering lap dance services. Markoff had scheduled an appointment to meet her at a Holiday Inn hotel in Rhode Island, though the usage through the usage of a disposable uh, track phone cell phone. Do they even have those anymore? Uh, you know, they I think it's almost like a government phone. Uh, so I, they'd have to for poor like poor yeah. individuals. Uh-huh. 
The three incidents were similar in that the motive appeared to be robbery, the attacks were on women offering sexual services, the dates were close together, and two of the women had been bound with plastic cords. Zip ties. Through all of this, Markov's fiancé remained in the dark, believing that he was off, quote, or he was, uh, quote, beautiful inside and out. And he wouldn't even hurt a fly. Yeah, it, it was funny, um... What did you say this was? This you didn't say it was forty eight hours. You, oh, you said it was forty eight. Yeah, okay. forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny in the forty eight hours uh, episode when they're talking about uh, the first uh, lady, Trisha Luffler. Yeah, this is this is part of the corniness, I guess, that Mike was talking about. They had her like sit down like at this desk, like on the show, like with the the, the host, and the, and the host like. So what what would you uh, typically type in your Craigslist message? And they had her like sit at at the computer and they showed her pulling up Craigslist and she's like, "Well, I would type something like sweet blonde." And she, as she's like typing it in yeah. right there on camera. And, and I I I'm not trying to, you know, be mean or anything, but it's just a natural sort of thought that pops into a lot of people's heads. It's like when you see her, you don't think that she's the type of person that would be on Craigslist, you know type in that she's a sweet blonde, right? You know? It's one of those, like, is she doing this on her off time uh, when she's not driving the school bus or teaching the kids? Like, what? what? (laughs) Oh, you didn't didn't think she was prostituting enough? (laughs) It was one of those things where just, I guess guess I've been uh, exposed to too many film and TV versions or concepts (laughs) of prostitutes. I'm not used to to prostitutes. Well, being... I'm used to real life prostitutes, Mike, and I'm here to tell you she looks exactly like the kind of girl I'd like to bang. <laughs> no, she looked. No, I mean she was. Uh, I don't know. I would have. I would have had sex with her. But I mean, that's not saying a whole lot. Um, I mean, I've, I've like. But good for her. Seriously, I mean, at the end of the day, you get to be your own boss. If there's people who are willing to go for that kind of thing. I mean, you need the money, and you're willing to take the risk. You know, there you go. I mean, it's one of those things where that's an option for you. Um, that was like that was like kind of like a a, a backpedal on your part. That was like a that was that was like you went in kind of hard, and then you like backpedaled, and you're like, but good for her, you know, like you know. Well, yeah, because that's <laughs> honestly how I feel. <laughs> All right, Mike. Mike. Mike can change his opinion in real time. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but no, like she, they had her like typing like what she would have typed. I don't know. It's like those little ploys that they always do on yeah. these kind of shows were always like super. But that one didn't really like that one. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get why they're doing that for the audience at home. I get it. It's just always but, corny to me. I hate that. Like when they have them do shit it like was that. Cornier to me when you had the narration where they're talking about, uh, this gal, she's talking about how a uh, Markov like took one of her, a pair of her underwear off the floor and um, the narration is like, then he did something weird or something. Yeah. Or he was weird. And they started going in about like, his, basically, the, 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 the phrase kink shaming wasn't really a thing back then. But, you know, they knew with the their demographics who'd be watching the show that, A, it would get more, you know, eyeballs to keep watching the program and mm-hmm. B, you know, the people who were watching 48 hours were probably stay at home moms and older people and, you know, whatever. 
And, you know, that is typically a demographic. Don't come at me with that. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> I know that is the demographic for uh, a lot of the true crime programs. For 48 hours, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, like, for all those those kind of folk, then, you know, oh my god, he went to, you know, stick a buck, butt plug in me dot com. I can't believe that. That's shocking. Alt.net, I think, yeah. or something. But, but it was just like a website for people who were into, you know, kink shit. I mean, that's not... Yeah. That There's nothing inherently wrong with that. And, like, by saying that that is weird is basically... I mean, it is shaming the people who are into that kind of stuff, and it and it makes them seem like they're I mean, on the fringe of society or something. Like, oh, but I mean, the, I get it, but like the whole painy thing, like the un underwear thing, like that—that's a whole okay, come other on, Mike. sort of. Who hasn't smelled a pair of women's women's panties at this point? I mean, you know. I, I, I mean, I, but <laughs> I'm just—you can see. I'm just kidding. I was you trying can, to pull you into a trap there. You can fucking see. <laughs> Why people would find that to be weird, let alone disturbing? No, I mean what compared would be, to some of the other be... like S and M stuff. Like, I, I if you understand it, then I guess you could be like, okay, somebody has like you know a kink or whatever. As long as they're doing that in the uh, in their bedroom or whatever, closed off from the rest of the world, they're not hurting anybody except themselves. Saving a pair but, of attractive women's panties for it, to me is not weird. Cutting off all her fingers and making a necklace out of it is fucking weird. Maybe I've been tainted by the world at this point and stuff that should be weird to me isn't because I live in the I've I've just hung around with too many hipsters and weirdos at this point. Apparently. But <laughs> I just don't think that that's I mean, in that circumstance like yes, well because you know, he ha he was keeping them as trophies. But like, if you have like a girlfriend or someone that you're banging, and and you know that that you take a pair of their panties and they're like okay with it, and you just want it, you know. Okay, that's the thing. If they're okay with it, yeah, that's that's the, yeah. you know, you don't just steal. You know, how do you underwear. think this? How do you think this episode's going so far, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. Hey, you talked about how it's going to be, you know, awkward and. Remember you were talking about you're trying to raise the level? Like, oh, I, I yeah, think you're the getting cringe, there. Yeah, the cringe. You're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you're really getting there, Josh. <laughs> the cringe meter is, is you're, you're, getting close you're, to, to past 11 right now. I'm like the cringe train and you're the conductor and you're, you're monitoring the furnace and you're, you're, telling, you're telling the audience, we're getting there, folks. I'm, I'm, I got my eye on it, on the cringe furnace. We're, <laughs> we're, we're getting there to maximum levels. We are. It's true. Um, so through security camera footage and electronic evidence, police determined that the person of interest in the three incidents was a young, blonde, clean-cut man about six feet tall. Police traced an email that had been sent to Julissa in response to her Craigslist ad, and the electronic trail led them to Philip Markoff's Boston apartment. Now, before I, I uh, follow up some more with this, like, you were mentioning about a moment in the... 48 hours show that you were you thought was funny like did you do you want to elaborate upon that yeah so um referring to the jalissa brisman uh murder mm -hmm. they uh the her mother you know god bless her soul she she didn't want to she couldn't she couldn't even like take part in the interview or as 48 hours put it she didn't want to be interviewed about her dead daughter that's literally what they said yeah. which i was like wow that's very that's uh, really cold, really taxful <laughs> there. Forty eight hours, but um, 
in her stead, they interviewed this guy who was like at least 25 years her senior, who was like her quote unquote friend. And this guy was just, uh, he seemed like a quote unquote nice guy to me. Like slightly, slightly uh, neck beard. Yeah. Or like, you know, just one of those guys that like, you know, he's like this creepy 40 something year old and you know, he's nice enough and he's harmless enough that like the young Mm -hmm. hot girl doesn't mind having him around. Cause Maybe he pays for, you know, this or that or whatever. But, uh-huh. you know, uh, 48 Hours is like they made a film together about, you know, cell phones. And they only showed like 10 seconds of it because yeah. you could tell it was awful from like the first, you know, five seconds. You're like, oh, this is going to be cringy. And they cut it off before she w- w- even said anything in the quote unquote film. And then they go, he even wrote a song about her. And it was. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes. Stu- it was the cringiest shit. He's just like, Jalissa, Jalissa. <laughs> and it was like this, like, like this, just these really cheesy 80s sounding horns yeah, in it there. Was, and, yeah, it was so Oh, bad. my God. It was like. I forgot about that. Yeah. That- <laughs> oh, I busted out laughing so hard during that part. It was like, oh, my God. Because you. Jalissa. It's, it's like, you know, because that guy's like. 20 25 years older than her so like you he's know he's doing his 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 uh best michael bolton yeah and, and, and know, in his mind you know he's like well when i was 20 years old everybody loved kenny loggins so i'm gonna make a song to her in the style of kenny loggins little does he know she was probably listening to 50 cent and fucking little john <laughs> you know and his old dinosaur dusty outdated ass is doing this fucking sea level michael bolton brian adams shit <laughs> With Phil Collins' 1980s Sue Studio horns in the background, like <laughs> singing Jalisa with a fucking overweight John Bon Jovi with cholesterol problems <sighs> over here. I just thought that yeah. guy was fucking hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> and I think he was only sad because he didn't get to hit it. He probably, he probably thought, like, man, if she had stayed yeah. alive long enough and I, I spent enough money on her, she totally would have let me kiss her. Yeah. Or maybe even, like, you know. You know, like smell her neck or something, or just let me go to second base. Uh, police followed uh, Markov for several days and finally pulled him over while he was driving to a local casino with his fiance Megan. He was accused of murder, armed robbery, and kidnapping. During the investigation of Markov's apartment, police located a gun, bullets matching those found in the Brisbane case, plastic zip ties, duct tape, a laptop with a communication of Brisbane several track phones, cell phones, and several pairs of stolen women's underwear, two of which belonged to Leffer. Upon discovery of the evidence, Markov was arraigned on murder and gun charges for the slaying of Brisman. Markov inexplicably pled not guilty. Uh, Markov's trial was delayed until March 2011. And the reason why it's inexplicably because, I mean, the evidence was unreal like it was like it was open and shut this guy is what you would call uh brazen in his Mm -hmm. uh flaunting of his face and fingerprints all all through the crime scene that was that was part of his whole thing he he is you know he's the med school student you know he's the you know good looking guy who nobody's gonna assume that he's a killer and so he used that to his advantage (sighs) Yeah, I started. But it was also something that was his undoing because he got really cocky near the end and didn't really 
cover thing his tracks well enough. Yeah, I, I kind of started to get that whole uh, the phrase that's been thrown around a lot, you know, now nowadays the whole white privilege thing. I started yeah started getting a sense of that when I was watching this because just uh-huh. just the sheer amount of times that they said that they said the phrase. This was someone you would n- never expect. Yeah. He was so handsome and tall, and and I felt like they were on the tip of their tongue. They also wanted to say, and white, you know? Like, <laughs> you would never expect this, you know? Like, he had no tattoos. He d- didn't look like he listened to rock music. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not a white thing. I think it would be metal. Yeah, right. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of a... Uh, uh, upper crusty yuppie thing yeah. you know well it's 48 hours like think about the type of people probably writing the scripts for these shows yeah stuffy old white guys no nah, maybe i don't know but i think they know who they're writing for i think they exactly. i think they're writing for an audience who would who would look at a guy like that and be like oh and, that and looks like my grandson yeah he and would have also never murdered anybody stuffy, you know stuffy old you know white women or you know middle-aged people but oh, it's more than likely probably older writers that are doing the work. For that that show. looks like Tyler. That's my grandson. He would have never murdered a, a flapper and smelled her pantaloons. I don't believe he's guilty, and he's white as the purest snow. I, so, I just, I basically just wanted to do that old lady, vo- <laughs> the racist old lady okay. voice uh, for longer. Is basically All what right. that was. He wanted to raise the cringe level a bit more. Yep. That, yeah. That's wanted to try to go for the world record. Put another folks. log in the fire on the on the <laughs> cringe train. Woo woo. <laughs> so you want to take uh, the uh, next uh, the last uh, paragraph? Well, cringe master. I, I sure fucking will, Mike. <laughs> Initially, Megan McAllister stood by Markoff and believed that he was innocent, but in June 2009, she visited him in jail to end their relationship face to face. Son, you gotta. Respect the ovaries on that woman that she did it right to that motherfucker's face. While in jail, Markov made several unsuccessful suicide attempts. Uh, it's a shame he didn't do that before he was in jail. However, on August 15, 2010, Markov was found dead in his jail cell. Okay, I thought he was still alive. One year and one day after the date his wedding was to have taken place. Oh, he's a romantic type. It was determined that he had committed suicide through self-inflicted wounds and suffocation. Uh, probably had a huge fucking erection when they found him, too, that sick fuck. ABC News reported that Markov had, quote, evidently used an object shaved into a razor to slash major arteries in his ankles, legs, and neck, covered his head with a plastic bag, and stuffed toilet paper down his throat so jail authorities could not resuscitate him. Damn. Then covered him. Then covered himself head to toe with a blanket. Before he died, he wrote the name Megan on his cell wall in blood and placed photos of Megan throughout. Jesus, dude. Well, you you probably could have married her had you not fucking killed people and yeah. Jesus. So. The Craigslist killer, uh, Markov, is a prime example of an individual who, like in the 48 Hours documentary, actually eloquently said he allowed his dark side to take control. Um, And once he let his dark side out and let it come out and play, it became something that 
he started to become really infatuated with, and he became an, a junkie. A junkie for that thrill, for that rush that he got when he kidnapped or abused or, you know, killed people. That's really what that's really what it was. And he probably would have he easily would have continued to do it. He wasn't caught. Yeah, and and Megan has gambling wasn't doing it for him anymore. Or, you know, he was st- it, maybe it still gave him a little bit of that rush. But what was giving him like the biggest rush was this sick shit. And that just makes you think like what else what kind of stuff did he do to escalate to this point that we don't know about yeah um cuz i mean look at uh the uh the killer that we talked about in one of the cases on unsolved mysteries who escalated he started out breaking and entering into places and then he started raping people and then he went up to the next level and started killing people. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy has some, you know, even darker stuff that he has in his basement that we just will never really know about. He just did a good job hiding it. They kept saying in the show, they're like, you know, how could the question is why? Why could he have done this? And we'll never know. They always ask that question on these shows, and... Well, in some ways, it kind of is. Like, with him, we don't have necessarily everything. Yeah, that's cool. I wasn't... It's, I wasn't... I was totally finished talking, but, you know, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. But what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted was that, um, you know, all these shows ask that question, why? Why did... Why mm-hmm. did he do it? And I honestly don't think a lot of people would be comfortable with the truth of, of that answer. I honestly... Just think some people, uh, they have this deviant side of their brain and they just get off to, to the, the rush and, and do it. It's like, it's like once you cross that line, you know, it's like you've already crossed it. So it's like, you know, I guess it's like the same thing with like drugs. It's like once you've, you know, yeah. done heroin, it's like, well, I've done heroin. Fuck, might as well do it again. Or what what difference does it make if I snort coke uh-huh. or you know, whatever? It's like once you pass that that line, you know, it's it's you just yeah, I mean I don't know. I think in a lot of ways he's an adrenaline junkie. He just instead of uh jumping off bridges and you know, using bungee cords and rock climbing or jumping out of planes with a parachute, he's Killing people. Yeah, and, and with the whole, like... I think there's a certain personality. I think there's a certain individual. There's certain people. They're born that way. They have something, some kind of switch that's been pulled or not been pulled or some kind of wiring that's bad in their brain that makes them predisposed and... uh makes this kind of thing a lot easier for them to fall into. And uh, I, and that's the unexplained, mysterious part of it. It's like, what is this missing wiring? Like, what is missing? What causes this? And I agree. I, I don't think we'll ever really know exactly what causes this. And um, predominantly in men, too, you know? Yeah. 
That's another weird thing. Why does it only affect one gender for the most part? Is it societal? Is it is it in the DNA, you know? I don't know. They were talking about how, oh, you know, he had a really good family life. So, I mean, that could be the case. It doesn't always have to be the stereotypical cliched story for a serial killer where they had an abusive well, look childhood. at Elliot Rogers, the uh, in- incel of all incels, you know? He had yeah. a he was a spoiled kid essentially. The thing about the one thing I'll point out about this Philip Markov guy, the Craigslist killer is that, you know, these guys and and ladies who are are going to these high-pressure universities like he was going to Boston University School of Medicine. These uh-huh. are very high-pressure um situations for the students. I used to date a pharmacist and um you know her and all the people that she went to pharmacy school with they were all under enormous pressure constantly and uh, you know some uh, that pressure is 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 something that can make people snap too you know yeah. being under all this pressure and stress and you know I got to perform I got to do good I got to you know I can't let anybody down I don't think down. that's the case with him though it seemed like he was one of those individuals that was so smart uh, intellectually with this kind of thing that just came naturally to him I mean he graduated within three years in his previous uh, college uh, stint so I don't think that was the case with him at all he was just messed up and he you know like most individuals who were messed up in that way you don't really know about their true dark side or the dark side of them until they acted out and they get caught. And that's what happened. Um, instead of ending things on a typical bleak, uh, dark, depressing note, I thought it might be fun to lighten the mood. And uh, speaking of Craigslist, uh, look through 20 uh, weird Craigslist posts. Uh, that are no longer around, because this is an older article, but some pretty crazy shit, and I thought it would be pretty entertaining. So we're going to tag team on this, as as we normally do with stuff like this. So this is uh, from Complex. Uh, this is uh, the 20 weirdest things you can buy on Craigslist. So the first one... Is called Antique Hand Crank Woman Women's Vibrating Adult Toy. <laughs> it's a dildo hand hand crank dildo yeah. essentially. It's it's an a- antique hand crank women's vibrating dildo. Amazing condition for being over seventy years old, but still works great. It was my great grandma's and passed down to my grandma. And then to my mother. <laughs> my wife was not interested in it, so I need to sell it ASAP. Need money for Christmas. Thank you. Henry J. From N- location F- Nutley Park. Nutley Park. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there even was such a thing. As I'm, I'm researching right now. Hand crank vibrating dildo. I, I have to see if this is a real thing. <laughs> Oh my god. 
I'm seeing all kinds of stuff on Google, and I don't know if any of it's legit. <laughs> all right, well, that was comical. Up next, we have Magical Horse. Hello, this is my lovely horse, Legacy. He has been in my family for five years. He is truly a wonderful creature. At night, his mane glows like the brightest of Jupiter's moons. It is what we in the horse world call magical. I give him daily protein shakes to make sure he continues to grow big and strong. I don't know when he'll stop growing. He'll probably continue uh, until his time comes. Please be prepared to accommodate a horse the size of a small tank if you plan on keeping him for more than a month. I feed him a strict diet of cucumbers and horseradish. Some people say it's sick to feed a horse horseradish, but since horseradish doesn't actually have horse in it, I'm sure it's okay. <laughs> $800 or best offer. If you have any albino chickens, we may be able to negotiate. Or $800 worth of Fred Meyer's gift cards so I can continue to buy horseradish from my other horse. <laughs> in order to ensure you're not spam, please say, quote, you have a magnificent steed on your hands I'd like to obtain. I'm pretty sure no telephone operator from overseas can say that correctly. <laughs> so, yeah. that That's something. So, <laughs> he's feeding his horse uh, horseradish. <laughs> that's obviously a joke, but uh, it, it's, it, was, it was cleverly uh, put together. This one, I don't know, looks pretty legit. This is belly button lint. I have a collection of belly button lint. We'll trade for a muscle car, Harley, rifles, gold coins, work also, or make cash offer. Also interested in motorcycles. No low ball, serious, only willing to split if you don't have what I'm looking for. Location, Baltimore. It, it, it's not okay to contact this poster with services or other commercial interests. Yeah, because he's a he's legitimately trying to conduct business here. People, come on. <laughs> They've he's got a pit. They got a picture of him. Yeah, Mike. How much money? All right. If I if if I paid you, if I paid you two hundred dollars, would you open up one of those containers of his belly button lint and take a ten second inhale for two hundred dollars? For two hundred bucks, I'd do it. It's just a, it's just smelling something. But you know, like, you know, it, little probably, little part like microscopic particles would float into your sinuses too. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, two hundred dollars. I'm, I, you know. What do you think? What do you think it would smell deal. like? Probably. I, I mean, it might not even smell like anything. I think it would. I think it, might, it would smell it depends, like. Uh, it depends on how long it's been in there. Like how long he's had them in the bottle. Like it could be one of those things where they just kind of just lost all whatever smell and just you know smells like fabric old fabric oh you're a generous one mike i think it smells like uh, underneath your uh, big toenail um all right i don't know it could but uh i i know speaking of lint and collections of lint my stepdad he started uh collecting dryer lint which isn't as disgusting but at the same time it's Equally as pointless. Like, what are we? What are we gonna do with this? What? What, what are we gonna do with the dryer? What lint? are? Guess, what is he? Planning I guess on some doing people. It? He hasn't done anything. So he was like, "Oh, I could make something with it." It's like, are you really ever gonna do that? And and I know there are some people on Etsy and other places they make stuff out of like hair and probably dryer lint. But like, really, you're gonna make a shirt? Are you ever gonna wear that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then like the thing about it is, is like there is hair in dryer lint. 
Yeah. Which is fucking kind of gross. I mean, granted, it's uh-huh. probably clean hair at that point, but yeah. there's hairs and drop mine anyway. <laughs> Are you going to make a fucking fleece sweater out of dryer lint? I mean, no. Nah, <laughs> I think they need to up his dosage a little bit, Mike. <laughs> that, was, that was a long time ago. He doesn't do that anymore. Oh, thank God. That's concerning. Up next, we have um, Human Soul Black Friday Special. Oh, it's a Black Friday special. I'm interested in selling my soul or trading it to someone that could help me acquire holiday gifts for myself or family. Uh, I've been showing cash to a low amount of work. I, I don't feel like reading this one. It's obviously a joke and it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dresser possessed by ex-girlfriend. No. Idiot dog. This might be funny. Idiot dog to any home because my dog Lenny uh, is an idiot. Uh, $20 to cover costs of ele- uh, electric uh, collar training. This dog is a North American black and tan jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Two years old and has ADHD. <laughs> I love it. How he's just like, this dog is North American black and tan jackass. Fucking jackass. Two years old and has ADHD, likes to dig, will dig his own water bowls, will eat any kind of food or non-foods. <laughs> In the past, he has eaten and returned two pig-shaped corn holders, pencils, matchbox cars, a spoon, everything out of the compost bin, and a diamond necklace. He's really friendly and will hump any dog or small child he can find. (laughs) Yes, he's neutered. Excellent jumper. Would be a great fox hunter if he was a horse. Cannot walk in a straight line. Cannot be walked in town. He will have a meltdown, yipping, spinning, and working himself up so much that he will collapse from sheer mental exhaustion that comes from walking to the corner store. Will not bark at strangers in your home. Attention span maxes out at four seconds. Not food, toy, clicker, or praise motivated. You can watch his brain. <laughs> you can watch his brain <laughs> shut off. His <laughs> his eyes go vacant in a blink. <laughs> pulls pulls hard wears gloves while wear gloves while working with him <laughs> i have lost skin from the leash being ripped from my hands <laughs> will respond to shock collar beep and occasionally vibrate settings ignores shock setting <laughs> if you are interested in adopting dingus let me know <laughs> i'll leave him attached to the mailbox for pickup <laughs> that That's was good. fucking good. <laughs> that is my dog Lenny. Oh my god, he he's that he would yeah. be best friends with, with Dingus. So here we have some hipster tires. Oh snap! This is a hella good deal. We got hipster tires off the chain. They red and yellow as fuck front ones, like new but back ones, and a few skids in them because we don't has no brakes because we so raw. But you could use them for like a jillion thousand miles. Use these rubbers for anything you need besides birth control. They so raw. Oh, snap. I be holding them right now. You need this shit. It says they're 700 centimeters. That doesn't make any goddamn sense because they aren't 23 feet in diameter. So some bitch is lying to us. But they are 25 millimeters wide. So they roll faster than all your bitch asses on Ecstasy brand and Innova. And they got so fresh... They're so fresh, they're so colorful, they hurt your eyes to look at. $15 or best offer for a pair. We got one pair in red, one in yellow, 
Hot damn. Get them while they in season. Very nice. Totally awesome Kimball organ. Dude, this thing is sick. You need this organ. Find out why this does not turn on, and then you will be ready to rock out or play some hymns at your local church. Make any offer, any trades considered. Would love to trade for a cute puppy like this. <laughs> I guess this organ does not work, and it's so awesome that no. it does not need to work. Absolutely not. The coffee table of the gods. This coffee table is perfect for someone with a cocaine habit or shooting a porno movie. As you can see from the photo, this majestic beauty of this coffee table rivals earthly treasures, such as the color of the sky at sunset, the laughter of a small child, and infidelity. <laughs> Qualities of the table. Carpeted. Mirrored. The mother trucker spins. Doesn't have any weird splotches under black lights. Due to assumed large demand for this table, all inquirers would be subjected to a quiz to determine their level of badassery. The price of this table is firm. $7.83, four cans of Chef Boro D beef ravioli, and a framed photo of Betty White. Now see, if, the, if he had actually posted a picture of the table, it would have been a lot funnier. Apparently he did, but like they don't show pictures on, on this. <laughs> no, they do on some of them. No, oh, okay. Uh, Morrissey Shrine. My unemployment benefits ran out and I have to downsize, so I won't be able to take the shrine with me. No more reeling around the fountain, indeed. Comes from a home where smoking was previously allowed and two cats lived, but they both died this summer. And I might as, I might as well tell you that I had to exchange all the stuff my ex-fiance and I had at each other's places this morning since he ended our relationship just as things were looking most grim for me. So I might be sobbing when you come by. <laughs> While Morrissey is playing in the background. God. Pain in the ass, mini donkey. Precocious seven-year-old with a penchant for opening gates, army crawling under fences, and waking up neighbors at ungodly hours. Loves to be groomed by everyone, but the one that feeds him. Demands a king's ransom and the finest hay, only to pee all over anything that might hit the ground. Enjoys regular visits from the vet, and farrier, as he routinely causes such a fuss that I need to reschedule. Thurry loves to chase and maim dogs and other furry critters, gets along well with pasture mates that can outmaneuver his back hooves, trailers well, probably, gelded, though would happily do again, potential homes will be thoroughly screened for video cameras so I can make a clean getaway. Uncertain Tinfoil this roll of tinfoil is a veritable joy to work with due to its indecision regarding the nature of its unraveling. At times, it sprouts ribbons, shiny ribbons of joy, efficient for wrapping cat paws, chewing, bawling into pellets, and inserting in the inner ear. When all you really want is to cover some damn Tupperware, it's a joy. So, um, we have a haunted 1960s coffee grinder. Relic Burr coffee grinder from the 1960s. Available for immediate pickup. Free! With caveats. Number one, the finest setting is still pretty coarse, but if you use a French press, you're in hipster coffee heaven. Number two, it's haunted. Take a picture using hipstamatic or Instagram in a low-lit room with the grinder to your right in line with 
and roughly level with your heart, and a ghostly image of Timothy Leary will appear in the frame. Also, I've woken up several nights to find the grinder has moved from my kitchen counter to my nightstand and was watching me sleep. The grinder has been known to go missing for weeks at a time only to reappear in its original location on the counter. Despite the drama, I've kept it this long because it makes a fine cup of coffee when it's around. Unfortunately, it scares my new girlfriend, so I've been asked to get rid of it. I'd ask 1500 for it, but California being a particularly lit- litigious state, I can't afford to be deemed liable for destructive paranormal activity or demonic gates that open in your home. Thus, I offered it anonymously for free. Number three, it works best with Pete's coffee. Well, the next one is, uh, and I now understand what Mike was laughing about when he did the little sound test at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. Butt pumpkin. <laughs> one free butt pumpkin. Do you want an old pumpkin that looks like a butt? Pick it up in the alley behind Enjoy slash Small Bar slash Thai Village. First come, first who gets butt pumpkin. You can hold it up to your butt in pictures and it looks like you have a pumpkin for a butt. Due to high demand, we will no longer be taking calls. Thank you. Location, Wicker Park. It it does look like a butt. <laughs> And that, my folks, is uh, the butt end of this podcast. Um, yeah, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to kick us some uh, some funds on Patreon, and you might get it early sometimes. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm just throwing it out there. I do the best I can with that fucking thing, but our schedules lately. But it's yeah. it's it's Patreon.com/slash Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. If nothing else. You're, uh, you know, help funding the podcast uh-huh. that you like, so you're supporting art in some way or another, if you want to call us art, which I don't. Um, next, if you want to join our Facebook group, you should head on over to Facebook, click on the Groups tab, and type Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. Uh, we have a very kick-ass group full of kick-ass people and some extra goodies on there that I won't mention on here, just to tease your nipples uh, and then finally, if you like me and Mike, but feel like we're a little too together, then you can watch us separately on our respective YouTube channels. Mike's YouTube channel is youtube.com slash OCP communications. He's the movie guy. He uh, talks about movies. What was the last video you did, Michelle? So the last video I did is a review of a 1987 horror anthology called From a Whisper to a Scream. I also did reviews of Creepshow 3. Creepshow 2, Creepshow, so I actually have a, a fairly decent amount of content. Um, I didn't get as much stuff done as I would have liked uh, last month, but I, I, you know, considering each anthology has multiple different segments and multiple different stories in it, um, it was one of those things that, yeah, I, uh, I definitely take my time takes a lot of, of time to do uh, anthology uh, reviews because you're doing multiple different short films all in one video, especially when you're trying to be as in-depth as I am. So uh, it's kind of like a mini podcast in a way because they're around like 40, 50 minutes uh, each. Um, so that's really all. That, that's what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Check those out if you're interested in any horror anthologies or stuff like that, or just want to hear my voice again. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good enough for me. Wanting to hear someone's, wanting to hear Mike's voice again. Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com/dancingwithghosts. Um, 
that I do all kinds of videos on things, uh, mainly music, uh, music uh, history, um, just little, almost like VH1 behind the music for certain artists. Uh, you do Brady Bunch yes uh, i do parodies i talk about video game i do every fucking thing which is to my detriment but there's just something on there for everyone you should just go over there and check it out uh my most recent about big fucking trucks yeah my most recent video is a <laughs> video that we did for this record label takeover on halloween uh, i want to make uh, some original content for their facebook page so i basically did the brady bunch but with all of the characters from all the dancing with ghost music videos and uh, it turned out fucking great. Uh, I've, yeah, it was really clever. Yeah, I've gotten a lot better at like you know editing and using green screen and all that. And I'm I was I was really happy with how that video turned out. And I I had to go in and recreate for each character. I had to go in and recreate yeah. the look for that music video. So that was way better than I would. I mean, especially I mean I'm just I got a class where I'm working with Photoshop and Illustrator, and it's just fucking it just terrible. it takes practice man i mean with like anything yeah. else anything you do it takes practice you have to make yourself mm -hmm. keep doing it you have to look up tutorials you got to try and fail and blah 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 and uh -huh. you know i've been god i've been doing this for as long as i've been doing youtube i've been doing it for longer actually but yeah. you know i've been doing youtube for five years so that means i've been photoshopping and editing for five years so it's like you know and i'm always trying to push myself and like do more Have and you've been doing a lot of illustrator though because illustrator is like a whole different beast no I, I i never fuck with illustrator yeah illustrator is uh a pain in the ass i i'm not i'm not a fan of vectors like i'll just i'll deal with vector graphics that's that's as close as i'll get all vectors. that shit it, it, really it's about learning it and then then practicing it and implementing it constantly because it's well i think it doesn't help either that this class that i'm taking the the teacher is his first time teaching a class and he's in over his head and we don't really know what our progress is with for for most of our assignments unless it's a test so it's one of those things where i mean uh, you're not really that motivated and then on top of that, you only have limited amount of time because you're doing other things to, you know, if if I spent the time necessary to figure out all these fucking vectors and shit with Illustrator, I, I wouldn't have the time to do stuff with uh, with Josh for the podcast or do, you know, other schoolwork or go to actual work. So... <laughs> It's just one of those things where it's like I, I get something done and it's something and uh, if he doesn't like it, tough shit. I'll, I'll do well in the last two assignments, which are uh, dealing with audition and creating like an audio story and then a video thing. And that that's right up my alley. So um, I'm never going to be a Photoshop Illustrator guy. It's just not. It's not. It's not gonna, well, I mean, if you're not, not if you're happen. not passionate, you know, for it, then yeah, you won't. I'm not. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's a. This has uh, been a really short, to the point podcast. But hey, I think I think it's been effective. I think it works. Uh, as usual, folks, uh, thank you for listening. Hope you had a good time. And uh, look at you trying to yeah. sign off before me. I guess I'll, I guess I'll <laughs> say see you. Go ahead and, and do the whole bye thing, and then I'll say see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. See you. <laughs>